Discipleship training. Um, before we get into the lesson, we're going to get into the world of scripture. Amen. Because it's a unique place, and this is where we want to be. You know, this is what the discipleship um, course is all about. It's about the world of scripture. You know, so we're going to enter in via poem that says, Welcome to my world. A place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last. The end is told from the beginning when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain but actually rejoices. Here swords are likened to the word, the demons are bird, the dead are yet alive and the living are actually dead. Blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor and the poorer one becomes, they're later found to be that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place but the Yasum world of scripture. So please, turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen for the Rock Cockle Desk is about to begin teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I bid you good evening. Hallelujah. So, yesterday the topic of evening came up. Again, you know, <laughs> and so I figure it's high time we do a lesson on it. <laughs> so I've been telling you all that the term of rev, i.e. evening in scripture, can speak to early afternoon just as well as it can sunset. And all the time in between, you know, in, a, in our actuality, I still maintain that this is the case. But the problem was when, when I asked why this is, I couldn't quite remember how I came to this determination. I knew it to be so, but due to it being five to ten years ago that I did the study, I couldn't remember. So since then, I took a, a serious look into the matter in conjunction uh since then, I took a serious look in, into the matter, and, and and you know, it's you know notable that you know, I, yeah, I may forget something every five, ten years, but you know, not to mention that it's also very rare that anyone even acts concerning the matter, so it doesn't keep it fresh in my mind, you know. Um, so today we're going to revisit the topic. Genesis one five says, "And Elohim called the light day." In the darkness, he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, this word evening is a rev, number 6153. It speaks to the dusk. Um, and it relates to when something began to become dark, to grow dusky, to braid. That is the intermix. You know, <coughs> in fact, there's like six different Strong's numbers mm. that all speak to a rev, mm. you know, and they have different vowel points. But when, but when you consider that in scripture, in the original scripture, there were no vowel points, you know, then you realize that it's all the same word, mm. you know, so 
I just want to, you know, mention that, you know, and evening simply speaks to the period of deceasing light, deceasing, um, decreasing, decreasing daylight, or uh, we'll just say the waning light, you know, between afternoon and midnight. It speaks to the waning light period, you know, which is the period of decreasing light between afternoon and night. Once you get to noon, noon is the highest point where the sun is the highest point in the sky. It rises all through the morning until it gets to noon or what they refer to as high noon. They call it high noon because it's the highest point that the sun will be in the sky that day. From that point, it begins to descend. You know, and so this is when the evening starts. After noon defines is defined as the evening, a rev. You know, because it's at that point when it begins to come become dark. Now it takes a while to get there, but it still starts there. Alright? Now the precise time when even begins or when it ends is not ascertained by usage. The word often includes a part at least of the afternoon and indeed the whole afternoon as in the phrase the morning and evening service of the Sabbath. In strictness, evening commences at the setting of the sun or when the sun begins setting and continues during twilight and night commences with total darkness. You know, so it is the period in which the sun begins going down, which happens right after high noon. You know, so, uh, oh, and this was a quote from Webster's, you know, 1828 um, dictionary. That said, the term of red, number 6153, essentially speak to the waning of light. And it can speak to the beginning of the waning of light, which, um, which is when it begins just after high noon or the end of its waning at sunset. So essentially, if we're being strict about it, there are two evenings during the day. One commencing <coughs> after noon and one before sunset or during sunset. You know... Therefore, scripturally speaking, any time betwixt what we call our modern in, in our modern day vernacular afternoon and sunset are both considered evening or evening per scripture. And if we use if we're using the term loosely, it can speak to up to four evenings because it can also speak to any time betwixt the afternoon and sunset. Um, such as this afternoon at 3 p.m. is betwixt the two. Or it can speak to the entire time betwixt noon and sunset. You know, so unfortunately, the only way to determine which of the um, even or evens, evenings is being spoken of in Scripture, whether it's noon, sunset, a particular time between the two or the entire time betwixt, betwixt the... Um, uh, uh, the two evenings is by context and sometimes it's quite difficult if not impossible to tell. 
you know, seeing that, Yah, seeing that Yah is the author of, of Scripture, you know, and the fact that He can and does get quite specific concerning some things and not so much with others, I believe this is intentional in some cases. Mm. Therefore, I conclude it's safe to say that when there's no contextual clues, then it may be the author's intent to leave it up to the reader to choose which evening, even or evening to employ. Now, understand that all four of these possible usages for even or evenings occur in Scripture. This shows us that Yah can be very specific when He wants. For example, let's consider when we're to kill the Passover. Alright, in Exodus 12, 6, it says, And ye shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Right? Leviticus 23.5 bears witness to that. It says in the 14th day of the first month at even is Yahuwah's Passover. And third witness, Numbers 9.3-5, it says in the 14th day of, of this month at even, ye shall keep it in his appointed season according to all the rites of it according to all the ceremonies thereof shall ye keep it and Moses spake unto the children of Israel that they should keep the Passover and they kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month at even in the wilderness of Sinai according to all that Yahuwah commanded Moshe so did the children of Israel so when are we to keep the Passover all right so I would have you to understand that within all these passages is the Hebraic phrase ben ha arbayim or arbayim ben ha arbayim which means literally means between the evenings not just the evening but between the evenings plural in the evening or at even which we read about here in the evening, at even, at even, at even. You know, with all these, uh, these, these occurrences, it's actually a Hebraic phrase. You know, um, with bang, number 996, which means between, which is uh, translated at in these occurrences, at, at, at. And it's translated in, in the, you know, um, here in, in Exodus 12, 6. All of these are bang. And bang is number 996. You know, now, ha is the definite article and it means the. And then we have uh, a rabin, you know, which is number 6153. It's the plural of evening. Hence, it should be translated evenings. But I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I don't know if the KJV translators was trying to cover this up. But they never translated. You know, now you get so many literal translations. You know, they translated uh, between the evenings. But KJV, they never translated. It's covered. And I know they knew about it. They had to have known about it. Because you can tell from some of the other passages. You know, 
whatever the reason, I'm sure they had their reasons, you know, um, you know, maybe, you know, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the reason, I don't know. But what I do know is that in all these occurrences, there's a phrase, a Hebraic phrase, being ha Rabin, you know, and it speaks to between the evenings. And this is when we're to kill the Passover, between the evenings. This is why you see the Passover not being slaughtered at noon, neither um, at sunset. But in between the two. Now I chose this example um, because in addition to showing how specific or non-specific Yah can be if he wants in scripture, it also validates that essentially there are two evenings during Yah's days. See, and this is something that we're not taught and that we don't understand. You know, there are two evenings in Yah's days. May not, we might not have two evenings in ours, you know, that where we view today, but in Yah's days, there's two evenings. And this needs to be understood by Yah's people. You know, we know that, we know this for a surety, for we're told the Passover is to be killed on the 14th. And if the evening following was intended, it would no longer be on the 14th, now would it? Right. But rather the 15th. Therefore, it's safe to conclude that, spiritually speaking, there are two evenings during the 14th, as well as every day Yah has made. And betwixt those two evenings of the 14th is when the Passover is to be killed. Now, we should always keep in mind that in order to see certain things in Scripture, we must look at Scripture via scriptural lenses. That is, within the context or the world of Scripture. And this is why we're doing this discipleship course. This is why we enter into the world of scripture because the world of scripture is not the same as our world. Otherwise, there'd be no need to enter into the world of scripture, right? Scripture has its own language, its own ideology, and its own demography, which oftentimes differ from our own. Yet, it only differs in definition, but not in vernacular. Did you catch that? It only differs in definition, but not in vernacular. It uses the same everyday words that we, that we use, only in scripture they mean something different. You know, there, we have a modern day example of this. Anyone ever heard of legalese? Legalese utilizes everyday vernacular. Yet, those common terms oftentimes have a very different meaning in legalese. And the common folk, they don't understand the meanings of those terms. Hence, they have to get an attorney to interpret them for them. You know, so I want you to understand this, you know, like, Scripture is a world in and of itself. That said, let us consider a few more examples. We'll start with a passage concerning Israel that shows that when even is spoken of, it oftentimes means between the evenings, even when it's not stated. Let me have my uh, first reader read Exodus 16, 1 through 6, please. 
And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to Elohim we had died by the hand of Yahuwah in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said Yahuwah unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel, At even, then ye shall know that Yahuwah hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. Now, understand that these two words, at even, is just literally translated from Arab, number 6153. It is not bang hot. Uh, ever being it's not the hebraic phrase between the evenings it's just a rep number 6153 but it's translated at even even as the hebraic phrases you follow me so like this is the stuff that you guys would never see if you don't look behind the words yeah you know reading your words you'll never you'll never see this <clears throat> So, hereby we learn that God is going to do something that even, right? Yeah. But what is he going to do? In verse 8, it tells us, it says, And Moshe said, This shall be when Yahuwah shall give you in the evening. Again, you in the evening is all translated from Erev, number 6153 flesh to eat mm. and in the morning bread to the full for that Yahuwah hear of your murmurings which ye murmur against him and what are we your murmurings are not against us but against Yahuwah mm -hmm. remember that when you're murmuring especially against one of Yah's people it's like murmuring against him mm. say la so now we hereby learn that Yah will give flesh to eat in the evening, right? Everybody with me? Yes. He's going to give flesh to eat in the evening, right? Right. All right, let me have my next reader read verses 9 through 13 of Exodus 16. And Moshe spake unto Aaron, Say unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before Yahuwah, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of Yahuwah appeared in the cloud. And Yahuwah spake unto Moshe, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning 
you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am Yahuwah your Elohim. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. All right. Now, this passage very clearly exhibits what I've been teaching concerning the Reb. When we look at verse 12, Exodus 16, 12, we see at even is actually the Hebraic phrase. Bang, ha, erabim. You know, and so he's saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel speak unto them, saying, between the evenings ye shall eat flesh. But wait a minute. In 16.8, he just said, only Yahuwah shall give you in the evening. Right? Yeah. And then in verse 6, he said, at evening or at even. You know, then you'll know Yahuwah brought you out of the land of Mizraim. So, what Yah is saying is seem to be a little, little bit different, right? Yes. So, was Moshe misrepresenting what Yah said? No. I assure you he wasn't. Mm -hmm. When we look at verse 13, it says, And it came to pass at even. This is not the Hebraic phrase. Mm -hmm. This yep. is just simply a rep. Number 6153. At even, the quails came up. So you see, this passage does very clearly exhibit what I've been teaching concerning the rep. Yah says that they'll eat flesh between the evenings, but when we're told that the quails came um, not between the evenings, but at even. See? You know, so the terms are used interchangeably. Yes. So. I pray that you can see that. Now we'll consider the evening sacrifice. It's found in Numbers 28, 3 and 4. It says, And thou shalt say unto them, This is the offering made by fire, which ye shall offer unto Yahuwah, two lambs of the first year without spot, spot day by day for a continual burnt offering. So this is the, this is the daily sacrifice. It says, The one lamb shalt thou offer in the morning, and the other lamb shalt thou offer at even. But this is the Hebraic phrase. Bain hot arabim. Between the evenings. So here it is. One lamb you offer in the morning, but the other lamb shalt thou offer between the evenings. So hereby we learn the evening sacrifice isn't offered at sunset or just be prior um, uh, or just prior, but between the evenings, it's not offered in the afternoon. It's not off right right at um, uh, afternoon. It's not offered right at sunset, but between the evenings is when the daily sacrifice was offered. The evening sacrifice, rather, was offered. Right. So now that you know and understand when the evening sacrifice is, let us also consider a passage concerning Eliyahu. Now, we go to 1 Kings 18, and it's telling us a story about Eliyahu. It says, And it came to pass at noon that Eliyahu mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is talking or he's pursuing, or he is, he is in a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awake. And they cried 
they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lances till the blood gushed out upon them. Okay? Now, we're given a time stamp, right? It says it came past at noon. Now, remember that even begins just after noon, right? So, it lets us know that at noon, Eliyahu began to mock him. Now, if we continue on, verse 29 goes on to tell us, And it came to pass when midday was past. And this word midday is the same word translated as noon. Okay? So, when noon was past, it says, And they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. You know, so I want you to take note that the word evening is rightfully supplied by the translators. See, and, and this is how I know they, they knew what they knew what they were doing. You know, it's rightfully supplied by the translators. So if they didn't understand that the daily sacrifice was trans was uh was uh, uh slaughtered between the evenings, then they wouldn't have never supplied the evening sacrifice here. Because this word is not actually in the text. Mm. You know, it's, it's um, supplied by the translators because they understood what it was speaking about. You know, and so because now that the noon or midday is past, it's officially even. Number 6153, you know, i.e. it's now officially between the evenings. You know, let me have my next reader continue on and read verses 30 through 33, um, please. And Elijah said unto all people, unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he re and he re repaired the altar of Yahuwah that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of Yahuwah came, saying, Israel shall be thy name, or Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of Yahuwah, and he made a trench about the altar, as great as wood certain two measures of seed and he put the wood in order and cut the, the bullocks in pieces and laid him on the wood and said fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood okay now we know we're already told that noon was past, right? Now we know that it was well before dark, for they had time to repair an altar, dig a deep trench, yeah. gather wood, cut a bull in pieces, arrange them on the altar, fill four barrels of water upon it, and it still wasn't time for the evening sacrifice. Wow. So I pray, pray that you can see that. Now, if we continue on, verse 36 says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. And again, the translator supplied evening. It's not actually there. You know, 
but they understood that it was betwixt the evenings and this was to be considered an evening sacrifice, which Yah's people was commanded to do. Amen? Every day. So it came to pass at the, at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Eliyahu, the prophet, came near and said, Yahuwah Elohim of Abraham, Yisak, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art Elohim in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Now remember, the time of the evening sacrifice is between the evenings, right? You know, so we already seen the text clearly showed us that it's after noontime. Why do you think scripture got that specific to tell us that it was afternoon? You know, it's even so that we would know that this was an evening sacrifice. Other than that, there's no reason to even tell us that. Let me have my next reader um, continue on with verses 37 through 41 of 1 Kings 18. Hear me, O Yahuwah, hear me, that this people may know that thou art Yahuwah Elohim, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of Yahuwah fell and consumed the burnt offering, burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, Yahuwah, he is the Elohim. Yahuwah, he is the Elohim. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and slew them there. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. All right. So we see, even after chasing down Baal's prophets, slaughtering them and eating and drinking, that it still isn't dark yet. So it obviously wasn't talking about it, um, you know, at sunset, right? And it's still not dark yet. You know, um, so that's pretty much what I wanted to show you with... Uh, um, with Elijah, you know, that, hey, this evening, a rev, speaks to the time between afternoon and sunset. You know, uh, I pray that helps make it clear, you know, but also we have a New Testament example. Not when the brick caught a shot. Let me have my next reader read Matthew Yahoo 14, verses 13 through 21, please. When Yahushua heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart and when the people had heard thereof they followed him on foot out of the cities and Yahushua went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick and when it was evening his disciples came to him saying this is a desert place and the time is now past send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and by themselves victuals but Yahushua said unto them they need not depart give give ye them to eat and they say unto him we have here but five loaves and two fishes he said bring them hither to me and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven he blessed and break 
and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were all filled and they took up of the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Okay, now, verse 15 tells us what time it was. It says, when it was evening. Can you see that? You know, so we're talking about when it was evening. This is when his disciples came to him. You know, now, even though it was evening, they had time to feed such a crowd. Now, I'm just going to be super conservative. Super conservative in saying that this crowd was no less than 15,000 people. Because it was 5,000 men and that wasn't counting the women and children. So if we add one woman and one child per man, that's 15,000. Now we know people have more than one kid, especially back then they was, you know, they were being very fruitful and multiplying. Amen. You know, so point being, we talking about fifteen to twenty thousand people easy. How long do you think it would have took the disciples to feed all them folks, to sit them down, arrange them the way that y'all? Wanted them to be arranged, you know, and then feed them, let them eat till the, till they were full, and then clean up behind them. You know, if evening meant at sunset, if it only meant at sunset, then it should have it should have been midnight by then. <coughs> Amen. I know somebody still don't believe. So we're going to go to Matthew Yahoo 14, 22, and 23. It says, and straightway, and this is the very next verses. So as you can see, we stopped at 21. Uh, and now we're going to 22, 23. And straightway, Yahushua constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side while he, he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, whoa, says he was there alone. Wait, wait a minute, what happened? What you mean when the evening was come? I thought it was evening back in verse 15. Is this a second evening? <sighs> I do believe it is. This evening obviously speaks to sunset, this one here. You know, hence we learn during the time of the brick Kadashah of the New Testament, you know, Israel still had two evenings. Lastly, I did find one reference to being unclean till evening. And it's found in Leviticus 22, 6 and 7. Says the soul which have touched any such shall be unclean until even. I read number 6153. And shall not eat of the holy things unless he wash his flesh with water. And when the sun is down, he shall be clean. 
and shall afterward eat of the holy things because it is his food. So here we find that to be unclean until even, at least in this instance, for the priest, it speak to the evening um, concerning sunset. But we need at least one more example to establish this as a precept. And I couldn't find one. But I ran out of time. So if anyone else find one, let me know. Good evening. <laughs> yes. That's all I have for you. Pray it was a blessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah.